of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupong. Be blessed as you listen.
support ministry in the less privileged. Hallelujah. I read a scripture to you that said that if you give to the poor, you have lent to God. You are lending to God. Hallelujah. When banks lend money to you, they receive it back with interest. So if you lend money to God, as the Bible is saying that if you give to the poor, you are lending to God. You won't lend money to God and you won't give it back to you with interest. Hallelujah. Anything you give to God will eventually come back to you. Better value. Joseph of Arimathea willingly gave up his tomb for Jesus Christ. He thought Jesus would lie in it forever. But Jesus just needed that tomb for three days. Hallelujah. After three days, Joseph of Arimathea could have gone back for the tomb. I don't know whether he went back for it or not, but he could have, he could have gone back for it. And the value of that tomb would have increased. Imagine if Joseph of Arimathea had put a patent on that tomb. Right now, when you are going to look at that tomb, you pay. Generations after him would have benefited financially just because he lent his tomb to God, to Jesus Christ for only three days. Hallelujah. So when you are withholding your things from God, you are denying yourself blessings. Amen. Once it goes into the hands of God, there is a multiplier effect that comes upon it. Alright, so those are the seven principles. Seven principles. When we preach these things, it's not that we are backsliding. Hallelujah. It is very, very, very important because some of you, your sins is because you don't have money. It's money related. You are covetous because you don't. if you also have your things, why would you be covetous? Why would you be jealous of somebody? Why would you be envious of what somebody has? Hallelujah. So there are a lot of sins that actually come out as a result of the lack of money. And if you will follow certain scriptures in the Bible, that one that says that a good man will leave an inheritance for his children and his children's children if we are to go by that principle a lot of us are not good people a lot of people are not good people because you yourself for yourself is a problem and they are talking about your children and not just your children but your children's children then you are a bad person hallelujah and then one very interesting scripture i've used it here before first timothy chapter 5 verse 18 give me the niv for that one when I saw it, I was shocked. It's like, hey, God, his standards are serious. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 18. He said, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. <laughs> Let me read it again. Maybe you didn't understand it. It says, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, and is using he, that means you are talking to us, the men. <laughs> he has denied the faith. That means it's like you have said that Jesus Christ is not God. Jesus Christ is not the son of God. His blood is useless. He cannot do it. You have denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Not that you are even, you've even fallen to the level of an unbeliever. You are worse. <laughs> Tell somebody you need money. Tell another person you need money. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. And the gospel runs on the wheels of money. The gospel runs on the wheels of money. For any anointing to be given expression, it takes money. Hallelujah. It takes money. 
You can be the best singer in the world. You can be the best, most anointed composer of worship songs and spiritual songs and chants and hymns and whatever. If there's no money to give that thing expression, only your family members will know that you have a gift. Oh yeah, if you are married, only your wife and children, you sing to them in the house. And it's, it's like that. It takes money to buy a microphone for me to speak in it for you to hear me. If I speak with my normal voice right now, there are some of you at the back, you start sleeping after five minutes because you'll not be hearing the thing well. But you see, these things were not given to us because they say you look like people who speak in tongues. So, swap microphones, speakers, all these things. The auditorium we are sitting in, I don't want to tell you the amount we are paying, but it's more than four or five people's rent. Depending on where you are renting. <laughs> Depending on where you are renting, <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah, I know some people who are very agitated about the fact that we, we are paying that amount to be here, but we need to pay. Imagine we had our own auditorium, you can come here at any time when you feel like lying on the altar and praying and communicating with God. But yeah, there's a specific time it is open for us. And we must live by a particular time. But you see, God will raise people who can sign checks and erect an auditorium. Hallelujah. Buy a property. You will buy a, what do you call it? A warehouse. And it will be turned into a 2,500-seater auditorium. That is somebody's prophecy. May you receive it in the name of Jesus. I, I, I get agitated when realize it's, it's difficult to do things in the kingdom of God. Me, if you give me 10 million dollars today by tomorrow to be finished because the vision is big. I've listed things. I have a book. Eh? Whenever one person says, hey, this book there is calculations and figures that I have budgeted for things. If you give me 10, even 10 million dollars is small. It's small. 10 million dollars is like what? almost uh, 60 million Ghana, it's too small. The kind of things I want to do, if you make the mistake of giving me tomorrow, it will be finished by three days' time. It's already allocated to things ready. Ready. There's some lands I am targeting for the church, and the prices they are quoting, eh? It is possible. Hallelujah. There's one that is one acre. One acre. They say it's four hundred thousand dollars. If you bring it to Ghana, it's like two point something million. But it is possible. Hallelujah. Oh no, don't get scared. Some when I mention dollars, no, your face. You'll be handling dollars and euros like water. Oh, it is a prophetic word to you. Hallelujah. There's another one that is three acres. That one is one million dollars. million dollars. It takes money. I'm laying my foundation because today I'm preaching the Christian and money part two. I'm, I'm not done with the money. I'll finish it today. Hallelujah. Or oh, I shouldn't talk about money again. Now this one is, 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 is supposed to be a revival. He's talking about money. It's a money revival. It's a, it's a financial revival. Some of you, your finances are too dead. It needs some awakening. It's a financial revival. Somebody told me on a Sunday, he said, I'm fired up. I, I must make money. I said, that is the aim of the preaching. 
That is the aim of the preaching. So today I'm preaching the Christian and money part two. This time I'm focusing on the God factor. Somebody say the God factor. The principles I gave you last week were more of the, the man factor, the things you have to do. But you see, when it comes to finances in the life of a believer, it's supposed to be a collaboration between you and God. If you say you will just pray and expect to prosper, it's not likely to happen. There's a part you must also play. Hallelujah. I almost said pray. There's a part you must play. <laughs> so it's a collaboration between you and God. It's a collaboration between you and God. There are things God does and there are things that you must also do. So things like saving, things like trying not to be in debt and all of those, those are the things you must do. But there are things that God also does. And your eyes must be open to these things. You must be aware of these things. The thing is a combination of principles and spirit. The spirit of God. Principles and then the spirit of God. The Jews are some of the most successful people financially you find anywhere in the world. People don't like them because if they come here right now, if a Jew opens a shop next to yours, you better close it. If you are in the same line of business, find another place and relocate. Because people will come to this. They are applying certain principles and, and certain things. I did some research and realized that, you see, every year Forbes, they release a list of the 400 richest people on earth. Constantly, 20 to 30 percent of those people are Jews. 20 to, I mean, relative to their population, the percentage of their population in the world is like they are punching above their weight. 20 to 30 percent. That some major Jewish businesses they don't even believe in advertising because they say they, they have the blessing of Abraham. You see, today I want you to be aware of, of, of the part that God can play. Hallelujah. It's not just following the principles. You must be conscious of, of what God does behind the scenes. So when you combine that with the principles, it, it works for you. Amen. They said they have the blessing of Abraham. And you know, the Jews, they don't joke with their tithing. They said once they, they are children of Abraham and they tithe. It is a must that they must prosper. So why, why go and waste money on advertisement? I'm talking about huge multinational companies. So they, don't, they don't bother wasting money. Look, companies like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, they spend billions on advertisement. They say, no, no, I don't need it. I don't need it because I am aware of who I am. Another group of people who are also prospering seriously are the Arabs. Dubai has become like the new wonder of the world you watch some of the constructions there's some program we call it mega structures i go to youtube you see they, they give you a step by step uh, what do you call it of what went into the construction of some of these things baj al arab the, the the only seven star hotel in the world the stars you no, know, it's supposed to reach five but when they finish that they may say no this thing is more than five it's more than six let's give it seven star Bash Khalifa, the tallest, what do you call it, building in the entire world. Meanwhile, just about 50 years ago, that place was desert. And they are also tapping into the Abrahamic blessing because you see, at a point, the Abrahamic blessing was bifurcated. It became a 
bifida. <laughs> it bifurcated. One channel went through Isaac and another went through Ishmael. And they are the children of Ishmael. So they are also making use of that blessing. You see, as for God, he's a God of covenant. Hallelujah. He's a God of covenant. And you and I, by our accepting the finished work of Jesus Christ, we have been engrafted into the commonwealth of Israel. And so we are also partakers of that Abrahamic blessing. And I want you to be aware of it today. I want you to be conscious of it today. I want you to start working in it today and it will begin to work for you. Yeah. We have been engrafted. That means we as Gentiles were not part of Grafting in a Greek. You can take a branch from another tree and then come and cut the stem of another tree and then put it inside. And then with time it becomes absorbed into it we have been engrafted we were taken from someone and so now whatever flows through them also flows through us that's why it says what i am the true vine is that what and you are the branches whatever flows through the vine the stem also flows through the branches whether it's xylem vessels or phloem vessels i'm remembering my biology the same thing that runs through the stem also runs through the branches hallelujah we have the DNA of God. We have the DNA of God. And you must walk in this consciousness. Hallelujah. And so the thing is a combination of principles and the spirit of God. So it's good to learn the principles. It's good to also pray. But you see, it is possible that God will just credit your account with $100 million tomorrow. It is possible. Oh, you don't believe it's possible. It is possible, but it's not probable. <laughs> it is possible. It can happen. But it is not probable. And I'll tell you the reason why it's not probable. You see, God is a God of principles. Say principles. In every country, there's something we call inflation. Have you heard of inflation before? The politicians come and bamboozle us with inflation is six percent. They say at the end of the day, it's your pocket. That matters. Interview one Asante. I said they should stop all this nonsense. It is about you. Are pocket. You are pocket. That's how he said it. He said nonsense. <laughs> I'm sure if you say A N A N S I N S, it's about you. Are pocket. There's something we call inflation. You see, there's a reason why printing new notes is a crime. Because you help to increase the rate of inflation. Hallelujah. That's why they put in a lot of security measures within the notes. So that you can't easily duplicate it. Because if everybody could just stay in their room and use their printer to print money. Oh, poverty alleviation. Easy. You just download the image and print. I remember one time my, my, my son's class, they had an assignment that they were supposed to like print the, the notes. They were being taught the denomination. You have to print. And I printed the thing in color. Now I was looking at it and said, hey, I didn't come to meet you, China. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can be fine, pal. <laughs> but it's not possible. If I should attempt to go and buy something, I'll be arrested. Because that is counterfeit. There's a reason why they don't accept these things. It's because it will take the inflation rate up. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to tell you is that 
if God is going to bless you with money, it's not going to be new notes he will create. He's not going to cut in new notes and give to you. It will be money that is already in the system and you will have to position yourself strategically to access it. If I pray for $10 million and God just cuts $10 million and gives, and then Pastor how much do you want? $20 million. I thought you would say $1 billion, crapo. <laughs> and he also asks for it and God does it. At the end of the day, you see, when inflation rate increases, what happens is that prices of goods go in Zimbabwe at a point their inflation rate was one million or something percent. If you are going to buy bread, you have to carry a wheelbarrow load of money because the, the currency had now become useless. Can you imagine you are going to buy bread just by the roadside and you have to carry a wheelbarrow load of money? It's because of inflation. And you see, God is a God of principles. I'm trying to show you why it is possible, but it's not probable that God will do that. It's going to create a lot of confusion because trust me, when you go for Friday night prayer meetings anywhere, I'm sure 80% of the prayers are financial in nature, especially here in Africa. So if God is answering all those prayers by creating new notes and crediting people's accounts with it, in no time, the CD will be useless. Unless the prayers are for dollars. <laughs> and euros and pounds telling. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is why you need to position yourself strategically. And I want to use a certain portion of scripture to illustrate this thing for you. Give me Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17, 24 to 27. Matthew 17, 24 to 27. You see, this was a situation where Jesus and Peter needed money. They needed money. It's like, how do you say it in three? Right? There's a, a temple tax that they were supposed to pay. And they didn't have money then. And these people, they had been timing Jesus already and his people. That this people would get the chance, will embarrass them. Can you imagine what they, they would have done? You, you are here every day. You come to the temple, you come and do miracles. This, this, this. You've not paid the tax, the temple tax. They would have embarrassed Jesus seriously. So, this was a situation where they needed some quick financial breakthrough. They needed God to come through for them quickly. Like, I believe a lot of you find yourself in certain situations like that. You need God to come through for you. There's something you need to do, and there's a timeline. And God must move. Something must happen. I, I pray that it will happen for you in the name of Jesus. So they were in such a situation. And look at what happened. He said, and when they came to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? That means they were setting him up for disgrace, embarrassment. Some of you, your landlord is setting you up for embarrassment. They will bring a, what do you call it? Saucepan. With the thing they used to do, the banku. They will ask you, have you bought iron rods before? Have you bought cement before? Embarrassment. He said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? Verse 25. He said, yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, what do you think, Simon? Jesus had picked up what was happening already. From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? 
from their sons or from strangers verse 26 Peter said unto him from strangers Jesus said to him then the sons are free it doesn't mean don't pay that <laughs> nevertheless lest we offend them say lest we offend them so sometimes to fulfill righteousness just do what the system is saying amen if you are supposed to declare your, your profits, uh, pay your taxes, if you own a business, and say that, do it. Because some of these things, they can accumulate. And when you have become big one day, like you are going to become big one day, they will pull it up and use it to embarrass you. He said, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you hallelujah that means peter too had his problem solved immediately now let me break this portion of scripture down and show you how god intervenes in such situations when you are in debt when 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 you have to pay something when you have a deadline to meet i am convinced that god didn't create that new coin God didn't create the coin. He just didn't create the coin and put it in the mouth of the fish. No. You'll be helping inflation. Hallelujah. This coin probably fell from the pocket of a sailor. Somebody who was at sea had the coin in his pocket. And by some orchestration, the thing fell out of his pocket. I'm showing you how God will do his things behind the scenes. How God will orchestrate things. How God will work the machinations so that your needs will be met. Hallelujah. It probably fell from somebody's pocket. A sailor's pocket. And this coin was swallowed by a fish. What it means is that the fish needed to be at the right place at the right time. So that as the coin was falling through the water, the fish was deceived to think it was food. And so it opened its mouth and swallowed it. I don't think that that coin even fell onto the seabed. Why am I saying so? If the coin had fallen onto the seabed and the fish had seen it, he would have had time to examine it and realize that this is no food. So I won't swallow it. Hallelujah. So the fish had to be there at the right time to make the mistake of thinking it was food. For it to open its mouth and swallow that coin. So there's something about the timings of God. When God is moving things in your favor without your knowledge. All of these things were in preparation for that day when the tax will be demanded of Peter and Jesus Christ. The fish swallowed the thing and now Jesus told Peter, look at the instruction he gave in the verse 27. He said, cast in a hook. Somebody say a hook. Aside the fact that God moves things behind the scenes, you must also be sensitive to spiritual instructions. Hallelujah. There are times God will tell you something, or there are times that the Spirit of God will move you towards doing something. Go and see this person. Go and talk to this person call this person and things like that he said take a hook why is it that the taking of the hook was so significant 
Jesus was giving an instruction to a fisherman. Jesus, it was carpentry he was doing. Jesus was giving an instruction to a fisherman. Somebody who is an expert at, when it comes to catching fish, I mean, Peter, that's, that's, that's their trade. And this is a carpenter giving an instruction on fishing to a fisherman. The normal way these fishermen were fishing was by nets. No fish by a net. The first time they had an encounter with Jesus where fishing was concerned, they were casting their net on one side and they were not making anything. And Jesus came again and gave fishermen an instruction to cast it on the other side and they, they, they made a bumper harvest. It's good to have spiritual people around you. Hallelujah. But it's better for you yourself to be spiritual. He said, take a hook. Peter could have disobeyed and said, look, Jesus, we know that, I mean, yeah, you're anointed, but when it comes to this thing called fishing, we are the experts, you understand? The same thing sometimes can happen in, in churches. If a pastor like me and I can't sing to save my life, and I come and I'm giving choristers instruction, oh, sing it this way, sing it this way, if it is preaching, if it's a word, if it's prayer, do it. This one, it is our calling. This is our anointing. Leave it for us. But a carpenter was instructing fishermen. Hallelujah. Because he carried something called the anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. He said, take a hook. Peter could have said, no, we, this thing, it is a net. It's a net. It's nets that we use. But he obeyed the spiritual instruction and he took the hook. What would have happened if he had taken a net? He would have caught so many fishes and he wouldn't have known which one had them. the instruction it said cast in the hook and take the first that comes out first one first one that means when you catch one that is it open them out and it will be there i pray that you'll be sensitive to the promptings of the holy spirit where your finances are concerned sometimes the holy spirit doesn't know go and do this particular business align with this particular person your strategy a bit. The market is moving in this direction. This COVID that has come, people have died, people have fallen sick, but people too have become rich. People have taken advantage of COVID and they are millionaires now. It's all about being sensitive to the seasons and knowing where to move and where to pitch your tent at a particular point in time. Is that the first one that comes? Take it and open its mouth. So, clear principles here divine timing. God orchestrates things behind the scenes for us, but we also need to, to position ourselves strategically to receive what God is. Look, there are a lot of things God is planning for you behind the scenes. There are a lot of things God is moving people and moving things for you. Your prayers and things you are praying, they are not in vain. But you need that last step of you yourself being sensitive. And that is why with all of these things about finances and all of that, it won't be complete if I don't tell you that you need to be close to God yourself. You need to have a good relationship with God yourself. Hallelujah. 
machinations behind the scene, divine timing, obeying spiritual instructions. So you realize that this one, God did this thing behind the scenes and Peter also had to obey for there to be a miracle. I pray that even as God is moving things behind the scenes for you, you will also be sensitive so that your obedience and God's machination behind the scenes together will clash and you will have a miracle being produced. God, he answers prayers. So he's answered a lot of your prayers. He's done a lot of things behind the scenes. It's left to you to position yourself strategically because that's what the money is not going to fall from somewhere. It is within the system. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. The Bible tells us that it is he who gives us the power to make well. He gives us the power to make well. God is the one who gives us the power to make well. And this power manifests in many ways. I'm going to give you five of the ways in which this power to make wealth manifests itself. The first one is through favor. Somebody say favor. Oh, say favor. It's as if you have a problem with favor. I say, say favor. May the Lord favor you. May the Lord give you favor with him and with men. Favor. Those of you going to write exams, receive uncommon favor in the name of Jesus. Come on, favor. Favor. So that's one of the ways he gives us to make well. That God will give you favor. And there are three kinds of favor. One, there is the favor to receive. Somebody say favor to receive. Hallelujah. There's a favor to receive. God can give you favor and position you favorably such that people just do nice things for you. People just give you good things. Things that people will buy expensive, they'll have the price for you. You go and they just look at your face and say, something, there's just something, there's just something. You just, just, just bring some small money in. Or something that they are usually demanding instant payment. They'll say, you, you pay over two years. Every month, fuck, crack, 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 like, like that, like that, like that. May that favor locate you in the name of Jesus. That land that you want to buy, may, may it be halved. May the price be halved for you. Hey, you, you don't believe in receiving things. Huh? Hallelujah. God can do that. Favor. If you read Exodus chapter 12 verse 36, the Bible talks about the fact that God gave Israel favor with the Egyptians. Exodus 12 verse 36. It says, and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. So you ask for the thing. And because of favor, it is just given to you like that. You go to see somebody, oh, I, I, I need money to start a business. Other people have gone and they've been bound, though. But because of the favor that rests upon your head, they'll just look at you and say, look, I'll give you, I'll even give you double of what you need because I believe in this vision of yours. Favor. The favor to receive. And then the second kind of favor is what we call the favor to be chosen. The favor to be chosen. Where a lot of people are chasing one particular thing, but they look among the crowd, and there is a certain light that just falls upon you, and they say, There's something different about you. There, there is something supernatural about you. There, there's something about you that excites us. Let us give it to this person. That was the kind of favor that was upon Esther. And it was born out of the place of fasting and prayer. 
while the others were polishing their face and drinking all sorts of things to make their skin nice, she was doing spiritual beauty therapy. There's no better beauty therapy than to be in the presence of God. Moses, the people could look at him face to face, but when he went into the hill of the Lord and had been with God for 40 days and 40 nights, the beauty and the glory of God was sort of placed on him such that the Bible said when he came down his face was shining so much that the people had to put a veil on his face he was doing spiritual beauty therapy fasting praying and receiving the oil of favor sometimes when you are going for an interview the last night instead of reading things and blah 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 spend time in the presence of God spend time worshipping spend time fellowshipping with God spend time in a place of prayer and certain dew a certain anointing will just fall upon you like that and among the lot they'll say there is something about you sometimes there may be people who are even more qualified than you but because of that thing called favor they will just bypass all of them and say this is the one we are looking for this is the one we are looking for this is the one we are looking for let me let me let me let me let me boast about my wife's more she doesn't like these things but let, let me boast about her small you see she, she, she's a, a radiation oncologist she's an oncologist and one of the biggest conferences in the world where the oncologists in the world come together and they decide on what do you call it uh, protocols like this is how you treat this and blah 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 and things like that they say, of all the oncologists in the continent of Africa she was the only one that was chosen to speak at that conference. And there are people who are professors. There are people who have been in the thing longer. I'm not talking about only Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, Egypt, everywhere. The entire continent of Africa made up of 54 countries. One African to speak in that conference. May you receive an impartation of that grace upon your life. Even her department, she's not the senior most. The other people ahead of her, the people who trained her are there. They bypass all of them and they pick her. This is favor. Receive that kind of favor in the name of Jesus. Favor. They just bypass everybody in this eye that it is you. And these things, aside God letting something just shine upon you, He also touches the hearts of the people who must make the decisions. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. The Bible says, The heart of the king is like a river in the hands of the Lord, and he changes his direction as he pleases. He says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like rivers of water. He turns us wherever he wishes. So that CEO you are going to sit in front of, for that interview, his heart is in the hand of God. It's like a river. And God can decide to just switch it in your favor. May God switch some influential person's heart in your favor in the name of Jesus. Yeah. People pitch business ideas. Sometimes people are giving the opportunity to pitch, pitch your business idea. What is this? And they'll pick the one that stands out. And God just goes, the Holy Spirit just goes and touches the hearts of those on the panel. And they say, let us move it in this direction. 
and they say, yeah, we want to partner with you. We want to bring some one million dollars. This, this, this is your idea. We believe it is going to work. Some one million dollars. You partner with them, and that day your financial woes are over. You say bye bye to poverty. You say bye bye to borrowing. You say bye bye to debt. I am prophesying to somebody's life. May this be your story in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Favor, the favor to be chosen. The third kind of favor. Is the favor to be patronized for people to patronize you in a business? You need this kind of favor because people have businesses but they don't have clients. A business has been there two years, only one client, nobody comes. You probably done all your publicity and things that you, you think have to be done, and nothing is happening. You need the oil of favor upon your life. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 3 Anybody who wants to go international Anybody who wants to hit it big This is your scripture Whatever you want to do That you want to hit big This is your scripture It says nations will come to your light And kings to the brightness of your dawn Anybody who wants to break international boundaries Whether in ministry Whether in your career You see your, your career no, don't, don't expect that you are just gone out you are an international person. Hallelujah. The, the capacity is there. International person. You to one day when they are writing textbooks, your name will be in there. So. Medical people, I say every time, this procedure, then it's a white person, Bassini procedure. This is one day we must get some men's and something procedure. Something that was invented here. Hallelujah. Yeah. It said nations will come to your light. That means a certain light will fall upon you such that nobody can ignore you. Nobody can ignore you. Some of you, you need that light because you've been in obscurity for too long. Those that are supposed to notice you are not noticing you because of the, of the darkness. But today we speak that light into your life. Wherever you are hidden, may, may you begin to, to show. May, may you be visible for those that must see you to see you in the name of Jesus. In ministry, in business, in academics, whatever, receive that light upon your life in the name of Jesus. The favor to be patronized. The favor to be patronized. That is what the, the Jews walk in. They don't lack clients. They set up a shop. If you are in the same business, people will come and bypass your shop and go to theirs. There's just something mystical. Something mystical. You are in a business and somebody around you is, is using juju. Now people do all sorts of things. Using juju. There was one woman like that. She had a shop. And somebody came to open a shop next to hers. She was like, ah. At first the people used to come to her shop. Suddenly they'll come, look inside her shop and then bypass and go to the other one. So she called her pastor. She was like, I don't understand what is happening. He says, Sunday after church, I'm coming to the shop. I'm coming to change the direction of the wind. The people are going to do some things. So he came, poured oil on the place, broke certain things and declared that I'm changing the direction of the wind. The following day, Monday, he said, Pastor, this thing, is it magic or what? Now the people come, they look into her shop. They bypass and come into my shop. It's like now there are too many people and I can't even handle it. I, I need to employ a new person. Hallelujah. 
today any business that you are doing we change the direction of the wind into your business in the name of Jesus any business that lacks clients may a certain light fall upon that business and may clients begin to flow in droves in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth anybody who has buried your, your, your business with occultic power today we break that power in the mighty name of Jesus and we declare that your life is breaking forth your prosperity is breaking forth in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So the first one is favor. And I've given you three types of favor. The second one is that God can orchestrate and bring you destiny helpers. Destiny helpers. People who are just meant to help you. People who are just meant to, to push you to the next level. Destiny helpers. But you see, before we talk about destiny helpers, they are also what we call destiny connectors. They are not the helpers themselves. They may even be small people, people you don't even regard, but they are the ones who will lead you to the destiny help. Naaman had a big problem with leprosy. He had tried whatever he could. He couldn't get a solution. But a maid servant in his house, a destiny connector, said, I cannot help you, but I know a prophet in my land. She connected Naaman to the prophet Elisha and his problem was all. You see, that is why you must respect everybody. Because you don't know who is a destiny connector for you. Sometimes we rank people according to class. I respect this person. Not Most of the destiny connectors, they are not big, big people. Sometimes there's some watchman somewhere. It's your cleaner somewhere. That person who works for you in your house could be the person who will lead you to the chief in his village that will give you the acres of land that you need to make that farm that will bring you the breakthrough. Destiny connected. Sometimes in ministry, there are people who are destiny connected. They themselves cannot do much to help you, but they will link you to somebody. A financier, somebody who will just come and solve a lot of problems. May the Lord open your eyes to destiny connectors in the name of Jesus. And then the helpers themselves, they are the ones God brings. And they help you. They come to help you to solve a problem. And wherever the devil is holding your destiny helpers, we free them to come to you in the name of Jesus. From the north, the south, the east, and the west, we release them into your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May you clash with your destiny helper in the name of Jesus. Some people just come into your life and say, Lord, I'll help you. I'll help you to set up. How much do you need? I set up money for this thing. So I need 50,000 cities. I'll give you 75,000 cities. I'm prophesying. This is somebody's story. I'm prophesying to somebody's life. So let me give you 75,000 cities. Start the business. Whenever you are ready, pay back. And when it's time to pay back, right, you say, oh, I don't even need the money. Reinvest the money into the business again. And have double of what you were supposed to have had. Destiny helpers. These are people whose hearts God can touch and they can just come and change things in your life. There are people you meet and your life is never the same again. They are destiny helpers. May the Lord connect you to your destiny helpers. So favor, destiny helpers, destiny connectors. The third one is open doors. Somebody say open doors. Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. He said, I'm he who opens and no one can shut. God opens doors. He opens doors. 
sometimes to break through in life you need some doors to be open for you some doors must just swing open like that for you and when I preach about open doors I talk about different types of doors I talk about doors with keys those ones you can have whatever strength if you don't know the key to open it the door will remain closed to you it will remain closed but you see there are certain doors they are closed but they are not locked you see them closed but you must have the knowledge to know that this door this door it is not locked and that if I make the effort and I open it it will open sometimes the fact that you see the door closed that's it you just give up you must have insight and may the Lord give you insight hallelujah there are certain things all you have to do is just to push a little just to push the door a little just to put in a little effort but there are others who that have keys and they are locked and if you don't find the key you can never open the door you can never open the door and that is where God comes in he will help you to locate the key and you will open that door and it shall open unto you hallelujah and then we have doors that have senses the banks like using those ones a lot those ones, if you stand afar and you shout, I go, I go, I go, they will never open. Just that like you are showing your aggressive, you know, behavior. That's a I go, I go, I go. You're expecting a handle. And there's no handle. Those doors with senses, all you have to do is to walk towards them. They sense your presence. And the door advises itself in two directions. And you walk through. There are times you need to be bold to walk towards certain things. The shouting ago ago is like the prayer you have been praying every time. God, open the door, open the door, open the door for me, open the door, open it. But the door has a sensor. All you have to do is to gain strength and boldness and walk towards that door. And that door is going to open for you to walk through. Just like the sensor senses the presence of the person and opens. That door will open because it senses the presence of God. You see, the Bible says, I am hidden with Christ in God. That means that door doesn't open because it sees you. It's because it sees the God that you are hidden in. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, in him we live and move and have our being. So as I am walking, I am walking inside God. As I am living, I'm living inside God. As I'm doing my things, I'm doing it inside God. So when that door sees God, that's what the Bible says, what? Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up ye everlasting doors. That who? That the King of glory shall come in. It's not you. It's the King of glory. It senses the presence of God around you. And the door opens. I pray that such doors will open for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But you need the boldness to walk towards those doors. Sometimes you need the boldness to walk into an office and go and sit in front of a CEO's office. Sir, I want to see you, sir. He says, I'll be free. Maybe it's 8 a.m. I'll be free at 6 p.m. He said, don't worry. I'm free too. <laughs> I shall wait for you. That is walking towards the door. Sometimes people see people's determination like, no, I like the spirit. You may not have the qualification for the job, but you have a certain spirit. And I know that if we employ you, this company will be better off. You have shouted, I go, I go, I go, ah, you pray. It's time to make a move. It's time to make a move. It's time to walk towards that door. 
and by the power of the Holy Ghost that door will open for you in the name of Jesus doors number four wisdom everybody say wisdom you read Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 tells us that wisdom comes from above you see there are triplets wisdom knowledge and understanding understanding is like the bridge between wisdom and knowledge wisdom is knowledge applied correctly some people say wisdom is applied knowledge no it is knowledge applied correctly because you can apply the knowledge wrongly and it will not be a wise thing to do hallelujah knowledge applied correctly is wisdom but before you can apply the knowledge correctly you must have understanding of the knowledge that you have that is why understanding is like a bridge between wisdom and knowledge and you see wisdom has knowledge as its raw material so for you to display wisdom you must have some knowledge hallelujah for you to have the wisdom that look this thing let me invest it in treasury bills this one let me take it to data bank you must know what treasury bills is you must know what data bank does you must know what data bank has to offer you must know what is in it for you that is why you have to feed your mind with information amen there's no wise person who is just wise like that you must have some amount of knowledge there must be some knowledge in your head so that you take the knowledge and move it around and apply it correctly so read tell somebody read 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 there are videos on youtube about the best businesses to invest in I've, I've been watching such things best businesses to invest in around this time there are people who are experts who know how to read the market but tell if you go into transportation at this time it will be a problem rather go into farming go into this livestock go into uh, what do you call it computer stuff go into real estate and stuff like that read so that when you have the knowledge God has the wisdom so that you know how to apply the knowledge and make wise decisions in life when you are there you won't read anything you will do status huh? you will do Facebook huh? the Facebook too is the comedies the people who are joking around there and not doing anything proper with their life they are the ones you have subscribed to and you are following so every time your, 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 your what do you call it your feed is full of these things jokes Hallelujah, it's good to laugh. Laugh, 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 laugh. It's good to laugh. It's good to laugh. But you must feed your mind with information that will help you. That will take you somewhere. If I ask about the stock exchange right now, it's a problem. Some of you don't even know the current CD dollar rate. You tell me it's two is to one. Are we in Kufu's time? <laughs> You don't know anything. So how can you make wise financial decisions when you have no knowledge? Wisdom has knowledge as its raw material. It's just like you can't have chocolate without cocoa. You can't have wisdom without knowledge. You work on the cocoa to turn it into chocolate. In the same way, God works on your knowledge and turns it into wisdom. So you must have a baseline of wisdom 
there must be something there god works by the principle of multiplication he breathes upon things and multiplies them if god comes and he wants to apply the principle of multiplication and you have nothing or you have a zero if he multiplies it by one trillion it will still be zero it'll still be zero there is a part you must also play it is a collaboration between you and god hallelujah wisdom the fifth one which for me is very important is that God gives you life and protection for you to make more wealth and to enjoy the wealth. Amen. Yeah. You, you need life to make the wealth and you need health to enjoy the wealth. And that is where God comes in. That's why it's a problem when people make money or they get what they want and they forget about God. The problem with the prodigal son wasn't the fact that he demanded his inheritance. It was his. He had every right to demand it. Just like prosperity is your right. Living well is your right. Getting a good job is your right. Getting married is your right. As a child of God. It's your right to demand it from God. So the things you are praying to God for right now, it is your right. You have every right to have it. The prodigal son had the right to ask for his inheritance because it was his. So the asking for his right his inheritance wasn't the problem the problem was the fact that after he collected his inheritance he moved away from the influence of his father and that is the problem with a lot of us we pray about things you pray about marriage you get the marriage and the marriage now becomes the stumbling block between you and god once you get what you want which is your inheritance you run away from god and move away from the sphere of influence of the father People serve God uh, until they get married. And then suddenly, you don't see them serving again. It's as if certain ministries are for people without rings on their finger. Some people, when they get the ring, it's as if, no, I've graduated from this ministry. Now my ministry is to sit and watch. <laughs> One pastor said, he's quiet. There are no ring people in the choir people. Oh, they're married people when they had that no my they are singing the choir. It's not like that with ours. Hallelujah. Yeah. Once they get married, it's like it's for the spinsters, it's for those who are believing God, those who are trusting God. Your inheritance has now brought a wedge between you and God. But may that not be your story in the name of Jesus. God blesses you. You prayed for financial blessing, and now Sunday, I have a business meeting. You know, I've, I've, I, it's a multi-million dollar. Uh, you what do you call it? Contract. I've got to go to, to sign. You know, it's, it's, it's. I need to go to Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> and you forget about God totally. May that not be your story in the name of Jesus. Because even when you've made wealth, you need God to protect you. Because it's not everybody who has seen that you have broken through who is happy. You know that some people, they've broken through in life, but they can't go to their village. Their children have never seen their hometown before. When funeral comes, spend on their hearts, yeah, if I don't go to those, they say, yeah, and they'll see my children, they'll mark my children. Then next time I say, hey, tuberculosis, this, that, that, all kinds of things. It is God who protects you. Hallelujah. It is God. 
Just for those things, household wickedness is there. Just that. There are some people who are just jealous. They are evil. They just don't want to see people progress in life. But anybody like that, we blind their eye in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We won't pray for them to die. They will live and see. That's why I said, Thou prepared a table before me, not in the presence of my friends, but in the presence of my enemies, those who wish me evil. I will eat for them to salivate. <laughs> no. no, I won't pray for them to die. Don't die. Pastor, Pastor Alpha will say, we, we can paralyze them small. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> we'll pray for them to die. Psalm 91 said, only with your eyes will you see the reward of the wicked. Those who are wicked, who have sat down, like, peg their legs on the ground, say, you, you will never break through. You, you will never marry. You, your business will never work. They will live to see you launch more businesses, open more businesses. They will live to see you break from a thousandaire into a millionaire. They will live to see you move from a borrower to a lender. Not only a lender to men, but a lender unto nations in the name of Jesus. You know there are individuals who lend money to nations. Nations go to them and go and beg. Give us money. Bill Gates, if he calls an African president, come. The food wouldn't have come. He would take a plane, tell him. What do you have to say? Because the guy has money. If they go for a conference, Bill Gates passes by you and even coughs. And say, eh, what did you say? Did you say I should come? Because one swipe of a signature can do many projects that will cause you to be reelected. You'll get four more years. <laughs> Just a swipe of his pen. The power of wealth. Power of wealth. So those who are wishing you evil, they will live and see you prosper. They will live and see you move from one level to the other. In fact, when you are opening your ultra-modern plush, what do you call it? Uh, office complex. Invite them to come. Give them Coca-Cola to drink. Tell them, yeah, we don't drink Coca-Cola here. We don't drink Shinap here. We don't drink whiskey here. It is only Coca-Cola and malt. <laughs> Let them come and watch what the Lord has done in your life. So as for the protection bit of it, it it's God who gives you. And, and what if you get money and you don't have the health to enjoy the money? Always sick, always in bed. You can't travel. You have money to be able to go to Dubai every week if you want to. To go and tour those nice places, but some pump. <laughs> some sickness. It is God. Let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 5, 18 to 19. Ecclesiastes 5, 18 to 19. He said, even so, I have noticed one thing, at least, that is good. Say, it is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them. And to accept their lot in life. Verse 19. It's a good thing to enjoy your money when you have made it all. Ah, some people, even when they've made their money, spending it is a problem. You are always waiting for a rainy day. Meanwhile, like today, it is drizzling. But you are waiting for a rainy day. 
So you are just accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. You be there, you will die, and other people will come and enjoy your wealth. When you have denied yourselves of luxuries for a while, and now you have made it, enjoy your money. Hallelujah. He said, and it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. Receive good health to enjoy your wealth. Anything that is in your bloodline that is waiting to manifest when you have broken through in life. When, when in your 50s you are now becoming a billionaire and a dollar billionaire. May hypertension not stop you. May asthma not stop you. May, may, may paralysis not stop you. May neurological disorders not stop you. May cancers not stop you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today we enter your genome, your DNA. Anything that is in there from your bloodline that is waiting to manifest as sickness at the wrong time. Today by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the fire of the Spirit of God, we delete it from your genome. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the name of Jesus we declare upon your life that you shall prosper and have good health. Even as your soul prospered, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, anything meant to cut your life short, anything meant to make you die prematurely, anything meant to make you die and not enjoy the fruits of your labor, we cancel it by the power of the blood of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare it done. If this is your portion, shout amen. it in the name of Jesus. He said, oh, immediately he got that contract. He got sick and died. Look, we've seen things in the world before. Somebody got a breakthrough and went abroad. Was doing well there. One vacation. He decided to come home. He said he was going to eat bangu and tilapia. He was eating the tilapia and one of the bones just got locked in his esophagus somewhere. If you know anatomy very well, you know that the esophagus and the aorta, they are lying on top of each other like that. The aorta is, is probably, if not the biggest blood vessel, with a lot of pressure in it. Blood pressure. When it pierced the esophagus, it went to the back and pierced the aorta as well. So all the blood in the aorta was just emptying. From the sofa, because he goes straight to the stomach. He started feeling like vomiting. When all his blood was just emptying into his stomach. He felt like when he vomited like one bucket of blood. And just fell down and died. The pot for his esophagus and he, I saw it at the pathology museum. You could see a hole like that. Osophagus and aorta. And there's a hole connecting them. Just when the man had broken through in life, a destiny cut short, but your destiny will not be cut short in the name of Jesus. Evil eyes are being blinded for you now and in the future in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That is why when you have broken through, you still must stay connected to God. You stay connected to God. Not just stay connected to God, but use your wealth to support the work of the kingdom. Let me tell you, people's lives are preserved simply because of what they are doing for the kingdom of God. If God comes right now, he says, oxygen, I'm reducing oxygen from 20% to 19%. I must look for a reason why some people must live. May God look at your giving 
and your support of the kingdom business and said because of this this person must leave look God he likes all of us but there are times he can be biased towards those who love the things that he loves why did God choose Cornelius Cornelius a gentile to be the one the first person or the first gentiles to receive the Holy Ghost when you read Acts chapter 10 verse 4 it makes mention of the fact that your giving and your prayer have come up unto me as a memorial let me show you something there is something very powerful about combining giving and prayer a lot of us are not breaking through in certain things we are not seeing answers to certain prayers because we are only praying there are certain things the prayer alone can do but there are others you need to combine it with giving and let me tell you why you see when we say a memorial a memorial is something that is long lasting because it's supposed to be a reminder when you pass in front of the independence square that thing you see with the black star on it and everything is supposed to be a memorial of our independence it will not break down now an earthquake cannot shake it because a memorial is supposed to be something that is lasting you see when we just pray the bible says our prayer is like incense if i should see incense in this place right now for a while the place will be smelling of the incense but after a while it will dissipate but this scripture is telling me that when i combine the prayer with giving it is not just incense now now it becomes a memorial i erect a monument something that cannot be bypassed something that cannot be forgotten your prayer must linger in god's mind when he turns he sees your request when he turns right he sees your request that is what we call a memorial a memorial he said your prayer and your giving have come up unto me as a memorial memorials don't have short half life they are dead it is disturbing God when he turns he can see it because it's something that is meant to last the centurion somebody in his house was sick and Jesus was told that this man he loves the Jews and he has built us a synagogue and because of that the person in his house did not die I pray that somebody who is supposed to die in your house will not die simply because of your support for the kingdom business simply because your heart is towards what God loves and your heart beats with God's heartbeat sometimes we don't see the power of these things our lives are preserved and not just our lives but the lives of our loved ones are also preserved by our giving they are preserved by our giving he said he built a synagogue May God give you the power to build a synagogue. In fact, to build a church, to build churches, to buy buses, to buy universities, to buy lands for the purpose of the veterans of the kingdom of God and the gospel. We mustn't struggle to win souls because of money. That is why I'm preaching these things for you to be fired up in your spirit. That God prospered me to the point where I can just handle things alone in your kingdom. Where I can handle things and get things done. 
Because you see, the reason why they look at pastors some way is that every time pastors have to be asking people for money. And my father in the Lord, Reverend Sudanaba, he says God will raise integrity rescuers. They will rescue the integrity of, 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 of we the pastors. May, may God raise some integrity rescuers. So that we always don't have to come and stand there and beg, give, 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 give. And we look like charlatans, people who just want to take your money. Before the thing is declared, it is done. Before it is declared, it is done. Somebody went to Yongicho and told him, whatever you want to do, say it, I do it. Say it, I do it. Say it, I do it. May God raise people like that in this church. I want you to stand to your feet. I come to pray a certain prayer. See, last week I gave you an assignment. I gave you envelopes. I anointed those envelopes and I told you on the 1st of November I'm going to collect it from my hands if there are any more envelopes if there are people here who didn't get the chance to have that I want to give you the chance to do that now if there are more envelopes give them to me give me some oil somebody was telling me in the course of the week that he has kept revising the amount he wanted all I said was that I won't give you an amount but push yourself give something that you feel David said I'll not give God anything that doesn't cost me anything this thing I'm giving you eh, is like the prophetic direction Elisha gave to the king. He told him to take a bow and an arrow. And the Bible said he placed his hand upon his shoulder. He said, shoot the arrow. And he shot it only three times. And Elisha rebuked him. He didn't give him any particular number. But he expected him to be sharp in his spirit enough to know that if he had shot it five or six times, he would have defeated his enemies forever. So this thing I've done it's like Elisha. I've left it for you. I'm not going to give any amount. If you are here and you didn't have the chance and you want to do it on the 1st of November, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to give you that chance to do it. We can't talk about money and financial blessings and things and I won't give you the chance to give. You see, giving to God is not like God needs your money. When we give to God, it is evidence that we have his nature. The nature of sacrifice. You are just identifying with God's DNA. On the 1st of November, I will take it personally from your hands. And I will make a declaration upon your life. Last week I said, seeds can break cycles. Any negative cycle in your life. May this seed break it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. Next week, 1st November, I'm going to correct it. I'll take it personally from your hands. Anybody else? And I'll declare a blessing into your life. Just thank God for the word that has come forth. We are going to pray a certain prayer right now. Just lift up your voice and thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the way. Thank him that he is changing your financial situation. Thank him that he is giving you wisdom. Thank him that he is giving you favor. You want to pray and invoke the five things that I've spoken about today. I spoke about favor. I spoke about the favor to receive. The favor to be chosen. The favor to be patronized. I talk about destiny helpers and destiny connectors. I talk about open doors. 
I talked about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And then protection and health. You want to pray that law. May I receive these five things in my life today in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. I want you to take this prayer session very seriously. Lord, open your people up for favor. Open your people up for the spirit of favor. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Favor to receive. Favor to receive. Favor to receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lift up your voice. Favor to be noticed. Favor to be patronized. Let a certain light break forth upon somebody's life today. Those that have been in obscurity, Lord God Almighty, we pray that a certain light shall break forth upon them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Favor Lord, favor Lord, favor Lord, favor Lord, favor Lord. Lord, raise trendsetters, initiators of change, people whose stories will be different from those of the people in the rest of their family in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Let doors swing open. Let doors swing open. Let doors swing open. Let doors that have been shut begin to switch open. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Any darkness that has been cast upon anybody today, we command the darkness to be dispelled. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Hey, thank you, Lord, that you are a covenant keeping God. Let cycles of dryness be broken in the lives of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, move your people from being borrowers to lenders. Lenders not only to men, but unto, unto not only unto people, but unto nations. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, wherever our destiny helpers are, we move them from the north. We summon them from the south. We summon them from the east. We summon them from the west. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Lord, raise problem solvers. People who will solve people's problems. People's financial problems. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Thank you, Lord, that you are a covenant keeping God.
my Abrahamic blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we invoke Solomonic wisdom we invoke Solomonic wealth into our lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth he said you are he who gives us the power the power, the power to make wealth in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God lift up your voice and pray 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 I pray that you will believe that from today something is different. I pray that you will believe that from today something is changing. I pray that you will believe that from today something is taking a turn for the better. Aren't you tired of always being in debt? Aren't you tired of always having people chasing you for their money? you tired of always being a borrower oh may the Lord turn the situation around in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth let the grace to be a lender locate somebody today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God I pray for spiritual sensitivity for somebody may you know the right turn to make May you know the right associations to enter into. May you know the right doors to walk into. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Finally, we want to pray against financial traps. As much as God opens doors, Satan also opens false doors to us. And those false doors are traps that can lead you into massive financial loss. Lift up your right hand. We are going to cancel every trap that is ahead of you. If you have fallen into one already, we dismantle that trap in the name of Jesus and we declare that you are loose. The Bible says, My soul has escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowler. Any snare that is ahead of you, we break it in the name of Jesus. Any snare that is holding you right now, we break it in the mighty name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say today, by the power of prayer, by the power of the cross, by the power of the blood, say today, any trap of the enemy, say I break, say break, say break, say break, say break, say break, in the name of Jesus, say any trap ahead of me today in the name of Jesus I command say break say break say break say break say break as you are praying this prayer wrong business associations are being cancelled in the spirit in the name of Jesus wrong decisions in terms of business are being cancelled in the name of Jesus. Wrong turns are being cancelled in the name of Jesus. And those that are already in such traps, we are breaking you out by this prayer. Lift up your voice and begin to break out. Lift up your voice. Begin to break out. Lift up your voice. Begin to break out. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Begin to break out. 
break. We break that trap right now. Traps of debt. Traps of financial losses. The quicksand of financial loss. We break that power right now in the name of Jesus. Chronic indebtedness. Facebook page, the Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.